This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Episode 102 of the Mandatory Samson Podcast. We're talking about nano robots. Pretty interesting conversation, Joey. Yes, it is. And we're also talking about. I lost it. Just stay tuned. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Lab, New York City. Had a good flow going, playing a little music before we started. Joey waited until... Right as we were about to start, he knows that we started one minute on our clock that we have in the studio. He talked at like one minute, one second as I was about to start the show, so we had to wait another full minute. Joey, what do you have to say for yourself? For the record, I didn't even know the clock was running, which is my bad. I probably should have not mentioned that, but didn't well, know the clock was running. What's up. shocking is that it is literally feet from you, and every week, that's where that clock is. So, I know, I never looked. And we start at one minute every week. Yep. So... Way to go. Good start. <laughs> 102, baby. Yes, 102 off to a rousing beginning. Uh, Matt is here. I noticed the clock that, that the clock had started and it was going to start at one minute. Just saying. Wow, that's incredibly undermining. You are now out. You're banned. Uh, no, of course you did. Yeah. Um, welcome to the program, everybody. We have a really diverse program set up for you today, I believe. Uh, we're going to get to a couple of emails off the top. We're also going to get to Iceland's pirate party which we've talked about on the show before, Joe. Yes, we have. The Dakota Access Pipeline protests continue. We have more disturbing information coming out of Vicious. that. Vicious. And also, uh, Trump ties into one of those protests. Oh. We'll get into that in a little bit. We also are going to talk about the largest botnet DDoS attack in history. If you don't understand what any of those words are, don't worry about it. We're going to explain it. Uh, we're also, like I teased last week, we're going to talk about nanomachines. Incredible future Ristic stuff. Unbelievable. 100%. I'm very excited to have that conversation with you. And a pretty significant 2016 update as we're, what, 12 days away from the election, essentially? Oh, God. Just let it be over. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of... Uh, yeah, I have some interesting poll numbers, some interesting... We, we just got some interesting things to talk about in the 2016 update. And we're actually going to close out with a couple of uh, Trump clips. One of them, I don't think, Joey, you've seen. I brought that and you wanted to talk about... The uh, the Alfred E. Smith dinner. Yes, the the nice Catholic charity dinner that seemed to be going pretty well until uh, Donald dropped the shoe. Dropped the shoe. Yep. I saw that. Sad, right? Is that a phrase, Matt? Waiting for the other drop to. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it applies. (laughs) He just dropped one shoe. He dropped one shoe. Yeah, he he took his shoe off and dropped it, and everybody's (laughs) like, "Oh my god, Uh, Joey." You brought up last week this this whatever Dragon Ball Z. Yes. What what, what it's was an it anime. It's an anime. Chris. Right. What, what, but show. what was it specifically that you brought up? That there was a clip that was on YouTube called Over Nine Thousand, and uh-huh. it became an internet sensation. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
a lot of the Samsonites commented they named their favorite Dragon Ball Z character, I guess. Do, do these names mean anything? And first of all, I'm very disappointed with you people. I, I really, <laughs> I, I th- only one person was like, yeah, I don't know what's what's happening. Somebody suggested I was being molested while this was on television, <laughs> yeah. so I missed it, which I have to hear you. Uh, g- people named, who's Gohan? Bulma, Baby Goku. What mm-hmm. is this? What am I They're even saying? from the uh from the anime. Yeah. Goku is Gohan's son. No, Goku has Gohan. So Gohan is his kid. Uh-huh. Bulma is Vegeta's wife who has trunks. <laughs> this is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So so you feel vindicated. People got, came to your defense. Yes, and nobody said anything about Super Saiyans. Nope, nobody commented on that, yep. but maybe they will now that you're bringing it up. Yes. All right, well whatever. I I don't want to dedicate more time to this, but Fine. I, I guess I'll apologize. People know what you're talking about. I'm just, yes. kind of, I'm just kind of impressed of your lack of knowledge of it entirely. I mean, I was never a big fan, but I got peripherally. I am extremely, if I'm going to give myself a compliment, I'm extremely skilled at just completely ignoring things that don't interest <laughs> me at all. It just it goes right by me. <laughs> if I don't want to let it in, it's not getting in there. You do know that Randall Rousey loves the uh, the show, right? Yeah, Randall Rousey, Ronda's brother. Uh, <laughs> yes. Let's. Uh, you want to do some emails off the top here? Yeah, let's do some emails. We, we haven't done, because we're going to get to the, the rest of the program in a little bit, but we haven't done emails off the top. We got one specifically from M. She wrote in, I didn't know if it was okay to say her name because she signed it. So whatever. So I'm just gonna we're gonna refer to her as M. It's a nice email, but I took some I took umbrage with some of the things that she brought up in it. So we're gonna kind of break that down. Before we get to that one, we got an email from Daniel, who you know we spoke to on the phone a couple of weeks ago. Yes, he was just checking in. He said, "Hey, Chris and Joey, hope you're good. Last few episodes have killed. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. Of course, of course. But thank you. We appreciate it." Uh, just wanted to shoot you an email and just check in and say what's up. I got a bunch of petitions from the podcast and actually hired an intern who found out about us from that episode. So that was cool. Oh, That's awesome. Really cool. Uh, also found out my buddy from college who I hadn't talked to in a while is also a listener. And we got to catch up. Actually just went to his wedding Friday. Him and his wife are big fans. If you want to congratulate Max and Katie from Colorado Springs on their wedding on the next podcast, I'm sure they'd love that. Congratulations, Max and Katie. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Congratulations, Max and Katie. And congratulations on getting married. That's fun. Yes. Um, Daniel continues. Says, you know, he wrote a little thing that I, we're probably going to call in because he wrote something what he's up to now, what he's mm-hmm. been working on. But we'll, we'll, you know, let you guys know when we talk to him on the phone. Hope you're good, man. Keep up the good work and fuck Trump. Dan. Oh, thank you, buddy. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we'll get Daniel on the phone. We'll, we'll catch up with him uh you know, let everybody know what he's been up to. Now, this is the email I got from M. And I said before the show, Joey, I do appreciate the people email in. I respond to all the emails as yes. always. But there's a couple of things in this one where I, I just wanted to break it down because I think it's stuff comes up in this email that I think is part of the conversation. Do I have to me- uh, mention to you, I don't want you to deter people from writing in. Well, listen, if you're going to write in, you come with it, uh, okay. <laughs> have your facts in order, because I'm going to ch- I'm going to look into them. You yes. know what I mean? So uh, this will. OK, let's just let's just do it. OK, man, Sam and Joey. So I don't want to be I don't want Trump to be president either, but I'm slowly starting to think that Hillary Clinton possibly is the worst candidate. Crazy. I know. Well, I'm just going to say off the bat. She's not. So side note, I like to think that Trump or someone like him may be running due to the fact that otherwise Hillary may never get elected. The powers to uh, that be made this happen. Kind of crazy conspiracy idea, but it's a fun thought to entertain. Yeah, I mean, that's not what's happening. You, Hillary Clinton doesn't need Donald Trump's idiocy to get elected. You know what I mean? She was going to already do a pretty good job of that, having raised a billion dollars and having extreme name recognition and a track record. 
of being a governor. But okay, but I, I've heard that before, but I, I simply do not think that's the case. Also, who would these powers that be be? They, they'd be fine with either one of them. They've, they've, they've bought both sides of the- I'm going to say it, and I hope it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. Luminati. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what that means. You you talked to somebody at a bus stop today for six minutes, and now you you talked about Illuminati since you got here. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. not. That's literally true. You you spoke to somebody at the bus, and they gave you a name to look at. It's like, no, yes. get involved with that. Okay, the Illuminati. What does that even? It's nothing. Uh, okay. Remember when the general of the army got in trouble this past year for telling confidential info to his mistress? I believe she's referring to David Petraeus. Well, Hillary Clinton and her emails are way worse. She should know better. The only reason she isn't in trouble is because she paid off the head of the FBI. How did she do that? Well, she, yeah, I, th- this is the thing. Paid First of all, Petraeus was banging his mistress and told her, told her, she's a, she was writing his biography, first of all. He was fucking his biographer. A journalist. Yeah, and he told her top secret information or confidential information, and all that happened to him was that he got fined and like got probation or whatever. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get in trouble for that. Um, but I think doing that, telling a journalist you're, you're sleeping with like confidential government information as a general is definitely worse than whatever Hillary Clinton did with her emails. And the idea of her paying off, she doesn't have to pay anybody off. That's how our government works. There is no accountability for people in power. So let's not pretend that she needed to like give her a million. Also, if that happened, that's the sca- that's the crime, that's the scandal, and they would have found information. Oh, that could that. have been easily traced. Right, so that there's no way that that happened. So I think that's a silly idea, and I don't think that what Hillary did was way worse. It, maybe it's on par, but I got to believe that what Petraeus did was worse, and he got a fucking slap on the wrist, too. It's not like anybody gets in trouble for this shit. Oh, I want to ask you uh, yeah, okay. about the emails. Yeah. Did you hear anything about that? And whole- I'm only entertaining this because we're only we're two, you know, we're less than two weeks away from this whole fucking thing being over. And then it's over, and we yeah. never have to mention it again. We don't have to mention the election shit, but we're gonna have but again, we're going to have to then we're vetting Hillary Clinton as president, not as a candidate. Mm. All this hearsay bullshit. It's like let's there's actual things she's gonna do that we're gonna be able to criticize her for and get annoyed about. This shit is not it. So speaking of criticizing Hillary, have you ever heard about the Donald Duck situation? No. Apparently, there was a group that is uh, like not associated with the campaign, but they sent like people dressed as Donald Dunk to different areas, and it might be collusion, and it might have complications. No, there's going to be no complications. And what you're impl- what you're saying is essentially campaigns are not allowed to coordinate with super PACs or different outside mm-hmm. money groups that raise money on behalf of the candidate and run ads and things like that. They're not allowed to coordinate, but they definitely do. Ted, for example, Ted Cruz yes. posted like five, six hours worth of unedited footage of him and his family saying campaign rhetoric and giving interviews and things like that and just leaked it onto the internet. Now, that's convenient. if some group that supports Ted Cruz gets that footage, theoretically, they can cut up that footage and use it for campaign ads. Is that collusion? Do they actually work together on that? No. Technically, no, but you know exactly what happened. They shot a commercial, and then we're like, here are groups that support me. Do whatever you want with this, but that without actually doing that. So we know that that's happening. Um, I want to find that footage and like alter it. Yes, I, people have done that. You can get that footage. It's, damn it. it's easily available. All right, let's continue with this yeah. email. As someone from Westchester County, New York, it is very well known that Bill Clinton... Now, here's the... Here's the pr- look, Am I appreciate you writing in. 
I love you. I love all the people that communicate with us. I like having these conversations on the show. But I got to say, a lot of the stuff that comes up in this email is A, backed by zero factual evidence. It's hearsay. And then some of the stuff is just wrong, which I'm going to correct. And it's not to be a dick, but it is frustrating when you get, you know, it's like if you want to not support Hillary Clinton, fine. I'm not supporting Hillary Clinton either, but objectively, She's a better candidate than than Trump, and she's qualified. You know what I mean? So there's just mm-hmm. no... Okay. As someone from Westchester Chester County, New York, it is very well known that Bill Clinton has a mistress and that she leaves before Hillary Clinton comes home. That's... Wait, what? That's kooky. I mean, that's... Wh- okay. Is it? It's just well known because you live in... I live in New York. It doesn't mean that I... Everything I hear about Donald Trump is true. Um, they only had one child. I really don't think their values are focused on American families and improving the American dream. You're going to judge someone's possible presidential abilities by the fact they only had one child? Well, with his mistress. What she's saying is that, like, you know, Bill's fucking around and all this stuff. I don't think there is one set of American values. So, look, let's assume that that's true. Mm -hmm. It's not. There's no evidence that that's the case. Let's assume that Bill Clinton does have a mistress. He's dicking a bimbo on the side, and he has a kid with her. I don't care. This isn't some kind of puritanical thing that I'm going to worry about. If it impedes his ability to be president, then fine. Then it's something to worry about. But I got to believe that being able to like sleep with somebody regularly would probably relieve stress. Also, Bill Clinton's not running for president. No, his wife is. And I'm pretty confident that his wife got used to that fact a little while ago. Maybe, but but who cares? It's irrelevant to me. And also, you know, interesting poll numbers came out. Evangelical Christians, Mm -hmm. 72% of them. Up from like 30% in the last election, interestingly, because they're supporting Trump. 72% or something like that don't think that a person's like outside of office activities, their moral, fi- that it doesn't impede their ability to be president, which is interesting because hmm. they have to rationalize voting for Trump. Yes. Right. And so Trump's, you know, finger fucking everybody that he walks in. Like, that's the that's the thing. So they're rationalizing that. So I, I just out and I don't care. I just outright reject the idea of like, well, he's cheating on Hillary. So it's, it's, it doesn't matter to me. Now, here, here we go. Trump, on the other hand, may have had more than one wife, but also has several kids and provides for them. He is always trying when it comes to family, which is more than Hillary can say. I, that, I just patently like fine if you don't want to lie but like you're just making shit up to not like hillary clinton hillary clinton has a daughter hillary clinton is a grandmother like she has family she spends Mm -hmm. time with them like i don't i don't see why this is even relevant and it's sort of i I don't know to me it's just silly fodder you know what i mean this Mm -hmm. is thanksgiving table nonsense it It, doesn't really matter is it now un-american to only have one child i I don't understand well i don't know i think it's just the point is like trump has multiple kids and even though he's a douchebag he takes care of them it's like yeah he's a billionaire what do do you think and you think he's there raising them he doesn't have any nannies or any shit like they actually have him uh clips of him saying that he did absolutely nothing for the kids okay but whatever i'm just saying yes okay my uncle now this is and again like i appreciate the email but this is just hearsay and it's it's meaningless to me my uncle works for trump he is a uh, construction contractor for him and although he was an italian immigrant from south america trump doesn't treat him like a minority all in caps well oh good for donald trump that he doesn't treat somebody poorly because of who they are that's the base level of what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. that you don't get a gold medal for that you're supposed to treat people well and also in business 
that shouldn't factor in either. If the guy can do the job, like there's certain, and he gets the job. Yeah, there's certain ways that you're you're not allowed to harass workers and be a piece of shit to them. Trump comes to our family weddings. He took my uncle on the campaign trail, and he has been at my cousin's bedside when he was dying with cancer. That's nice. Okay, that's sad. Well, it's yes, it's sad that people get sick. It's nice that Trump went to visit that person. It doesn't mean that Trump can't be a cunt to other people, or you know what I mean. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter essentially it's nice for your family good if you have a personal relationship with trump good good for you and everyone has those connections that yeah like, like hillary has personal stories yeah sure like right like hillary yeah hillary clinton's never visited somebody's bedside or done anything for 9-11 fa- you know what i mean it's like it's you we're just it's it's silly it's fodder i'm not gonna lie despite all these things due to the media it's hard for me to be on trump's side still well no it's not because of the media it's because of trump himself and i i gotta be honest i'm taking out my frustration on this email yes, because this are. is the shit that you hear all the time and whatever i just want to get into it i felt like it this was a gift to me the other night i was like "Ooh, <laughs> i want to yell about this but i i got I, I am i really i sincerely mean it like thank you for writing in but don't perpetuate this it doesn't make sense if you want to have a real reason to not like one of the candidates look at what they're actually running on and why they'd be a good president or not you're not hanging out with these people and, and you are hanging out with trump so if you want to just say you're supporting trump because you have a personal connection fine i don't that's that's okay. fine. i don't care and you live in new york so it's meaningless anyway because hillary's gonna win new york by you know a lot 20 points um Okay. However, I am slowly realizing that since it is easy to make him so silly and not a good candidate, we will easily fall for it. No, he is not a good candidate and he is silly. That's why. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy to make. Look at Romney. Romney was fine until that video came out of him talking about the 47% or whatever. Like, it's not just easy to make candidates look silly, they have to be silly. Well, also, the other thing that hurt him too was the whole dog thing at the top of the roof. Yeah, but that's kind of hilarious. I mean, I I I'd pr- I wish for the days when Mitt Romney was the other candidate. Uh, and forget all the corruptness we think Hillary represents. No, Hillary, she is corrupt. They're all corrupt to an extent. But Hillary's less corrupt <laughs> than Trump would be. You know what I mean? It's just it's like I I know it's like comparing uh, apples and oranges, kind of. But it it is what it is. Go ahead, Matt. I mean, well, to that note. You just don't want to see how the sausage is made, really. But right, I, yes. I, I, yes. I was going to say that Mitt Romney's real problem was that he just lacked, lacked any charisma whatsoever. Yeah, he's a boring like, dude. He, he was no. he was Nixon to JFK. He was, well, it's like Al Gore. You know, Al Gore I think would have been in way better shape, but he's not a charismatic guy. Al Gore post two thousand election way charismatic. Like he learned that lesson, but it was too late. But, but, but Bush was the guy you wanted to have the beer with. Yes, yes he was. which I fuck. I don't drink beer. I, okay? I mean, I'd rather have beer with Obama, quite frankly. Yeah, I'd rather get high with Obama and just see. <laughs> they what he weren't knows going about for your 51. vote, Chris. Ah, oh, Joey. Huh? <laughs> they no, weren't they going weren't. for your vote. But uh, to your point, Matt, see how the sausage is made. Exactly. Like, if we're going to pretend that politicians don't do things behind the scenes, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you're corrupt. However, I do think that Hillary Clinton does take money from outside groups, and she's tied up with Wall Street and all that stuff. And we're going to judge her based on what she does when she becomes president, because that's going to fucking happen. The past few years I've lived in California. Now, this is where there's a bunch of stuff that gets thrown out that I think it's important to like unpack this. The past few years I've lived in California, and it is crazy how many illegal immigrants get away with stuff. This no, just, no, well, no, I love no, that. no. Yes, uh, I just stick my finger in the wind, and I'm like, oh, immigrants are getting away with things. Uh, the, they can now dr- get driver's licenses, but still get away with not having insurance. Well, everybody 
get so you can get away with not having insurance as any person. Yeah, that's, that's why that's right. illegal. Yeah, when they get pulled over by cops, they used to tow the cars, but now they can have driver's licenses without being a citizen. Now I'm just gonna read this paragraph and then we're gonna break it down. They wait for cop to drive off and then they keep driving. Now, but that's okay. So you know, just by through what osmosis that immigrants are doing this. That's just what happens. No, no American citizen would ever dream about doing something illegal to avoid problems. Could you do me a favor? What? Can you try to read the entire paragraph and then not comment? It's not fair when other citizens get screwed over, have their car towed, etc. Also, it is unfair that illegal immigrants get to vote now since Obama and that they can get financial aid. Our tax money goes to people cheating the system. Okay. Here's what, yeah, I know. Matt's like tilting his head like a cocker spaniel. Like, <laughs> uh, these are the, these are the facts. Yes. Okay. As of January 2015, California residents who cannot establish legal presence in the United States may apply for driver's license if they can show eligible proof of identification and residency in the state. These driver's licenses may not be used for identification purposes, may be used to drive anywhere throughout the state of California, but it has a distinguishing feature and notice on the front of the license indicating that it is for driving purposes only. State leaders and law enforcement officials have said that the law will improve road safety because more drivers will be licensed and therefore have taken a driving test and be more likely to be insured. That is why they're giving immigrants or people that are not mm-hmm. legal citizens that's why they're doing that it's not like some kind of conspiracy it's literally just so if they do get pulled over or whatever they, they've gone through the the proper requirements to be able to drive a vehicle it's a safety measure yeah well, well and if someone's doing it legally they're less likely to see a siren and go f- start a chase a hundred percent on October 28, 2015, Governor Jerry Brown, now this is in California because this is where she said she's been living in California, signed a bill into law that automatically registers all holders of a driver's license as a registered voter for all California ballots, including federal elections. Far right wing opponents expressed concern this could offer suffrage rights to non citizen residents as a uh, January 15 legislation decreed the right of a driver's license to non citizens. However, People will need to attest their citizens before being able to register to vote. Undocumented immigrants applying for driver's licenses, a right they gained this year, will not be offered the option. Okay. Continuing, since 19, touching on the voting thing, mm-hmm. since 1996, a federal law has pro- uh, prohibited non citizens from voting in federal elections, punishing them by fines, imprisonment, inadmissibility, and deportation. The federal law does not prohibit non-citizens from voting in state or local elections, but this is the important part. No state has allowed non-citizens to vote in state elections since Arkansas became the last state to outlaw voting in 1926. Ah, it's not happening. Yeah, we can pretend that Obama let immigrants or illegal immigrants vote. He doesn't. We have laws against it. The driver's licenses is simply a safety measure. And even though people automatically get registered in California, illegal immigrants do not get that right. They do not get offered that. So they're not voting. Also, Undocumented immigrants are ineligible for federal funds, but you can still get aid from your university. Okay. Some states allow undocumented immigrants to obtain in-state tuition and undocumented students are eligible for some private scholarships as well. In Texas, California, New York, Illinois, Utah, Nebraska, Washington, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Kansas, and Maryland only for community colleges have state laws allowing undocumented immigrants to have attended who have attended three plus years of high school in the state to qualify for in-state tuition. They're not getting federal loans. Your money is not good. Like, and so what anyway, uh, again, they're here. If somebody's here as the son or daughter of an illegal immigrant, somebody that came to this country, they're here. 
They might as well be American. They're going to our schools. Yeah, I know. We'll just deport 12 million people. But okay. But so uh, anyway, that whole paragraph, false. All right. So your complaints about illegal immigrants, false. And they're here. So the choice is, like Joey said, the dumb idea of let's deport everybody. Or how about they're here? Yes, they, quote, cheated the system. They're here. Let's just make them citizens. Let's give them a path to citizenship. They're here. They're staying here. Unless they've committed a crime, I think they should be here. And then going forward, let's streamline the process for people trying to, you know, become an American citizen. Let's let's make that process easier and move forward from there. But yeah, call it amnesty, call it whatever you want. They're here already. And they're functioning as parts of society. They're not rapists and criminals any more so than anybody else in the country. So let's just stop with the bullshit. If we deported all these people, the the restaurant industry is going to collapse. The agricultural industry is going to collapse. It's just not tenable. It doesn't make any sense. They're already here. They're already contributing. Just make them part of the country. Oh, it's unfair. Okay. Sometimes life's unfair. That's the only solution. The people that are here are here. If you didn't commit a crime, you stay. We give you a path to citizenship. That's it. And then streamline the process going forward. And then you can, fine, I'm okay with you making much harsher penalties for people that illegally come in. But everybody's here. That's it. Yeah, but you, hasn't this been an issue for the, like the last 50 yeah, years? Yeah, because nobody wants to just say, well, they're already here and they're already contributing and the dirty secret is that we are they are you know fulfilling a role in our society. And without them, we'd be fucked in a lot of places. So we just have to say, it's okay. They're here. Yes, we don't like the fact that you snuck into the country. We understand that you're coming here for a reason. And part of the reason is that Mexico is a dangerous place in certain areas and they're coming over here to protect their children and to be safe. So that is what it is. Okay. Well, it it isn't really it what what it isn't even just because if you actually like there's, the whole message is that Democrats are soft immigration, Republicans are going to build the wall and be hard. Right. If you look at the numbers, Obama has deported more more illegal immigrants than any president yes. in the history of the country. Yeah, a hundred percent. That that always gets me. Where it's like just a propaganda lie has been spread as fact. Like that. No, Obama is not soft on immigration. No, he's deported, but you're absolutely right. He, net immigration is down under Obama. He's 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 deported like oh, what, three million people, two to three million people. I mean, we can look it up, but that's that's basically the number. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And again, right, the reason why this continues to be a problem is because the argument is they cheated. Okay, okay. What do we live in a fucking totally black and white world where you can't understand what happened? And okay, fine. So good luck deporting that many people. Think about how much money that's going to cost. Think about the time. Think about the problem. What happens when you deport people that aren't illegal immigrants, but you didn't prove it? Like we have some kind of track record in this country of being 100% accurate with all this shit. You're going to screw up a lot of lives. Yeah. So instead of doing that, how about we do the smart thing? Instead of being like, again, puritanical and, and ridiculous and rigid, they're here. Give them amnesty. Yes, I'm totally fine with that. Let them stay streamline the process in the future and then you can increase the punishment for people that come in illegally going forward but that's the only way you're going to solve this problem period hillary looks polished and like she knows what she's doing but she is corrupt as hell all right she represents corporations yeah like every person that's going to be elected until we get money out of politics of course she's going to be elected there's too many strong people out there with money on in it yes partly you're right yeah but also partly because she's literally the only one of the two that could be president. I don't trust her. I may not trust Trump in a sense either, but he is a businessman. Do you really think he will fuck up the country and create a nuclear war? Yeah, possibly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, what does that have to do with being a businessman? Yeah. A yes. Good, a good businessman doesn't file bank for bankruptcy as many times because they run their well, business properly. whatever. I mean, f- whatever. But 
do, do I, him being a businessman and not creating nuclear war. I mean, those two things are mutually exclusive. They have nothing to do with each other. He has to deal with business dealings and people all the time. I don't really think he is as bad at it or else his businesses would have failed. Yeah, but they have. He many have. A f- many have. Right. He lost a billion dollars in 1995, and that's all we know. <laughs> he won't release his other tax returns. Why? What, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the country stuck between a rock and a hard place with these two, but uh, I really don't think Hillary is a good person. Maybe she's not. I, I don't care. And I don't care if the president's a good person. Are they capable of doing the job? Yes or no? I think Trump tries. He just isn't polished or what America expects from a politician. Is that really so bad? It isn't so bad if he were qualified, but he's not. He's not. He's just not. If we want money out of politics, Hillary cannot win. I do not trust the democracy with her running it. You shouldn't trust this democracy at all in terms of, you know, the the will of the people actually being done. I don't mean the election is rigged, but certainly, yeah, outside money and corporate influence over the politics is the major problem that we have. But Trump certainly isn't the alternative to that. Trump's taking money from, uh, you know, corporate interests. And we're, we're like, where do you think he's getting his money from? And what, who do you think he's doing business with? Yeah. But what you have to keep in mind is Trump is the embodiment of the disgruntled voters of no, portion I, of this country. That's disgruntled. Yeah. They don't like the way the system's going and they're right. viewing him as a wrecking ball. So let's go with the wrecking ball. Yeah, but they're wrong. They're, they're wrong. Trump is not that he represents that idea, I guess, in the minds of certain people, but that's just not the case. I'm a longtime listener and usually agree with your stance on things. It's taken me all year to come to these conclusions. I think you need to keep working on them. Uh, I'm going to sum this up by saying I miss Bernie Sanders, LOL. M. Uh, yeah, I miss Bernie too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, M, listen, I love you. It's tough love. Okay. You got to do a little more research about this shit. Trump is not the answer. Hillary is not ideal in any way. Once again, not why I'm, you know, I'm not supporting her, but there is only one logical conclusion to this. And it is Hillary Clinton must become president. (laughs) That's really the only way it's going to work. She's not going to fix the system. Nobody's saying that she was. That's why I didn't support her in the primary, but electing Trump isn't going to fix the system either. And it's certainly going to hurt things way more, you know, final thoughts, Jay. Uh, fantastic job at uh, just ripping through somebody's email. <laughs> well, you know, what, what do you want from me? And uh, let's move on to uh, topics for the week. Iceland's pirate party, Joey. Uh, with national elections set for Saturday, Iceland's pirate party have a slight polling lead. Uh, it's only four years old, the pirate party. Running on a progressive, internet-based, humanist platform. They are running to change the Constitution to a crowdsourced document. What does that even mean? Meaning, instead of having a Constitution that's written by a handful of politicians or, or legislative Everybody people, gets a say? Yeah. Crowdsourced. You, you put things up for vote. It's a direct democracy. They favor critical thinking, a right to be informed, a right to privacy, copyright reform, direct democracy... Oh, and asylum for one Edward J. Snowden. Fantastic. I love it. I love it so much. And they get the most support from people who are under 40 years old. Under 40? Yeah. Huh. So that's awesome. I mean, I'd be so happy if the Pirate Party was elected in Iceland. Now, it's very unlikely that they're going to be able to just be the ruling party on their own. They'll have to have 
you know, coalition between them, a less progressive party and a third party somewhere that they're going to have to, you know. Yeah, but that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. It's a coalition, meaning that it's just more than one party or two parties doing everything. Of course, more voices represented and they actually have to compromise. Otherwise, they just don't get to run the country. So that's how it works. But that's really incredible. The pirate part and God bless Iceland for doing the right thing there. That's big news. I mean, it'd be fascinating to see a truly modern political party. The pirate party is that, Uh, you know, Internet rights, freedom of expression, privacy, all, all that stuff where their copyright reform is essentially based on information is dem- it's democratic to allow people to have access to information. It's not democratic to constantly privatize information and make things more difficult for people to find out about. So that's great. And a right to information is just uh, a right to be informed is just beautiful. And God, let Edward Snowden get to Iceland. That would be so fantastic. He's not going anywhere. Why? Why not? If they offered him asylum, get him to get him to Iceland. How would you do that? Logistically, he could fly by plane. Well, what do you mean? If he gets on, a, if he goes to the airport, it, they figure it out, Joey. We'll, okay. we'll worry about it. We'll worry about it then. But it's great that they're offering him asylum. That'd be terrific. Um, all right, that was just something I wanted to bring up. Now, the Dakota Access Pipeline protest. This is a bad situation. We talked about it with Daniel on the phone. We've talked about it a few times in the last couple of weeks. On Tuesday. More than 120 people were arrested in North Dakota protesting the almost $4 billion pipeline threatening sacred land, water sources, and other environmental concerns. Reports of excessive force in response to lawful peaceful protests. The guards there and the police have used batons, pepper spray, and guard dogs deployed by private security forces on site. Those private security forces could face charges for being uh, improperly licensed uh, to do security work in North Dakota, not the fact that they sicked, uh, you know, dogs on peaceful protesters. It's that they didn't get the right license, which is just bananas. Legality. Yeah. Journalists and filmmakers have been arrested. And according to those journalists and filmmakers, female protesters uh, were in some case subject to strip searches in jail where they'd strip them naked, make them do like jump up and down That's while disgusting. coughing. Yeah, because what are they doing? They're trying to humiliate and intimidate people that are rightfully have a right to protest there. Um, and why in the name of fucking profit profit, that's what we're doing there. Um, speaking of which, Joey, by the way, Donald Trump, the Republican presidential candidate, Uh he has between 500,000 and $1 million invested in energy transfer partners who are the operators of the Dakota access pipeline and another 500,000 to a million with Phillips 66, which control a 25% stake in the completed project. Energy transfer partner CEO Kelsey Warren has donated $103,000 to elect Trump plus 66,800 to the RNC since Trump's nomination. So isn't that adorable? Donald Trump, is invited. We talk about eminent domain. We talk about his ability to, or his inability to, um, you know, r- respect uh, the environment, respect people's private property. This is a prime example of that. Now, I'm not saying that Trump is building the pipe, but he is involved in it. He yes. stands to benefit. And when M is talking about Hillary being corrupt and that you know there's too many money and interest, well, what, what do you think is going to happen when Donald? Yeah, what Trump is he gets doing a, right now? Yeah, when Donald Trump gets in office, is this a conflict of interest? Just do you think little. Donald Trump's going to side with the protesters as the defender of the citizens of this country and their rights? Or do you think he's going to side with a company that he actually has money invested in and he doesn't believe in climate change and he speaks their language? What, what do you think he's going to do? 
Do you think that's corrupt? Is it corrupt? Yes, it's corrupt. Uh, the one thing interesting about this story, though, also, was that they, in fact, refused phone calls and the uh, people that were arrested had no food or water for eight hours after being arrested. That's uh, ridiculous. Uh, That's in, inhumane. Yeah, people are being... Absolutely. Well, and the reason they do that is because they don't want people to protest. And we're seeing that increasingly more. Also, the the, the question that I have, and I, I think this is something that should be a, a much larger topic, I do not like the fact that corporations can hire essentially their own police force. Mm-hmm. I do do not think that that's an acceptable thing. If you're, if everything you're doing is up and on the up and up and people, you know, or whatever, and people want to go protest there as is their right, then you should have to rely on the local police or, you know, people that are actually beholden to the citizens of the country, not a private police force that has guard dogs and they, they're not licensed to have them. And they're going to sick them on, you know, native American activists and journalists. It's really, uh, that's a whole separate issue, but I just do not think that that's something that should be acceptable in, in America. That it's the it's the Gestapo. It's fucking you know. It's like a, a a a private military force that you have going against citizens of the country, and I, I just don't accept that. Not only not this, right. but he has a great example: Native American activist Loda Eastman Ironcloud. This is what she has uh, to say. Say it again. What a name! Activist Linada Eastman Ironcloud. Ironcloud. I like it. We are here in prayer, and they come for war. I can't believe that people out there can really do this to other human beings. Oh, absolutely. Dogs, pepper spray, the whole nine yards. Of course, they're flipping people. They're tackling them. A 17-year-old pregnant girl, 80-year-old woman. These are the people that they're going after with pepper spray and things like that for defending their cultural heritage. You know what I mean? This is... It's a repeat of history. It's like this is a group of people that's always been treated poorly by, you know the imperialist white man and that's what you're seeing here and who represents that better than donald trump it's like it's a perfect this little microcosm this this argument is so per so perfectly encapsulates you know what trump represents and what i think a a, probably a you know a big percentage of the people that are gonna vote for him are into it's like fuck nope Get the fuck out of here. You're standing in the way of profit and progress. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's You're working backwards. You're trying to build uh, a pipeline to to transfer oil when we're, we're, you know, 15, 20 years away from not even having it at all anymore. Why, why would you do that? It's not progress, I'll tell you that much. No, and it's fucking, and again, is Trump going to be the defender of people that are protesting? Is he going to get out there and defend their right to do that? No, he's not. Any final thoughts on that, Joey? No, I'm pretty good on that one. All right. Um, this is an interesting story, and I'm going to break it down a little bit before I get into the actual story, because a couple of weeks ago, I read a Vice article uh, on Vice News, um, and it was about this guy, Brian Krebs, who's an independent journalist who studies the dark net and cybercrime. All right, okay. The dark net is sort of the you know, the back alley of the internet where you can go and you can buy drugs and you can buy, you know... Uh, guns and whatever it's just like a a, it's the it's the other side of the internet it's like if you you know like those horror movies or whatever where you can walk through the mirror and you're like oh my god i'm in the alternate universe that's Uh what the dark net of the internet is uh that's what he's he works on and he studies that he has a blog called krebs on security which is like one of the premier you know internet security blogs he got hit with a huge botnet ddos attack all right a DDoS is a um, a 
a denial of service attack, essentially. And you, what you do is you direct a flood of internet traffic to a particular site. So, you know, joey.com. Okay. People go on there. You can read about what Joey ate for lunch. And I don't like that people are going to that website. So I DOS you, DDoS you. Oh, no. And I, t- I make it seem like there's more people accessing your site than, than there are. I just direct the traffic there. So other people can't get on your site then. So like if Kanye West mentions a website, people go to that to try to go buy the shit on that website. And sometimes you can't get on it and you keep reloading and you keep reloading and you can't access it. That's what a denial of service, a dedicated, what is a dedicated denial of service attack? I forget, but okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. Directed denial of service, whatever it is. Okay. Now a normal attack okay Uh, distributed distributed fuck okay distributed denial of service attack a normal one joey is less than 10 gigabits a second of traffic okay okay which i don't know i can't exactly explain what a gigabit is but 10 of those is enough to shut down like a normal website you want to shut down wendy's website you could do that with a, a normal less than 10 gigabit a second attack the attack on krebs website the other day uh huh 620 gigabits. They wanted to make a statement. Well, it's 62 times the amount that you normally just do, and it kept up for like two days. They were able to shut down his website, which is surprising, all right? This is where it gets interesting. The attack was not comprised of malware-infected zombie PCs. Essentially, they would, you know, to, to set up this type of attack, in the past, hackers would have to infect people's computers with some kind of malware that would just lay dormant until they needed it. And then it would redirect their internet or redirect that computer's, um, you know, bandwidth to a website. And that's how they would shut it down. What happened here is the internet of things, closed circuit TV cameras, smart TVs, fridges, thermostats, factory robots, any poorly secured web connected device was used to create the botnet that was used to DDoS the site. So that's a that's a big story because it's not using computers. It's using your DVR. <laughs> it's using anything that you just have in your house. And there's so many of those things. By 2020, it's estimated that the Internet of Things mm-hmm. will have 20 to 75 billion devices. So somebody's going to be able to do serious damage because we're not doing enough to prevent this from happening, are we? Well, we're going to get into it. Absolutely not. And it did happen the other day, and that's what we're going to talk about. In 2014, this is something people might remember, hacker group Lizard Squad knocked uh, the Xbox Live network offline on Christmas Day. How do you do that to people on Christmas Day? Well, they're little fucks, but that's, but that's how they did it. They, do- you know, they doxed the fucking Xbox network using a botnet attack now that was a a big deal but people kind of forget about that fast forward to last friday joey twitter reddit netflix airbnb spotify cnn hbo go paypal and others were either everybody yes were either blocked or slowed due to the largest botnet ddos in history the mirai botnet against New Hampshire-based domain name system company, DIN. They control the majority of the internet's uh, you know, DNS infrastructure. Huh. So they control, essentially, the access and the flow of traffic to those websites. So if you dox them, you DDoS them, you shut down, flood their website. Nothing else works. Their network, yeah. You're not going to be able to get to these other websites. I said that less than 10 gigabytes is, us- is good for like a normal attack. Mm-hmm. The Krebs one was the biggest one up until this one, that was 620 gigabits. This attack was 1.2 terabits per second. 
All right. There's a thousand gigabits in a terabit. This was 1.2 terabits. They used refrigerators, <laughs> DVRs, routers, webcams, etc. This is the shit that we better be concerned about because there there's zero security measures in a fucking DVR or your fridge, but it just becomes a drone in a botnet attack. And we're worried about Hillary's email. That's what you think is, is going to like, that's what we should be concerned about. This is concerning. Yes, this is extremely scary. Well, I don't necessarily know if it's scary, but it's certainly has potential to be. And it definitely is going to be a fucking inconvenience. Well, here's another problem, too. Does this, is this making sense yes. the way that I'm explaining it? Okay. Yes, it is. And there's hundreds of groups around the globe offering like their services of botnets, like five bucks. You can knock out a uh, competitor and prevent anyone from accessing their website. So you could hey, totally... Sure. That's, that's a game changer. Of course. Well, what what if... Yeah, Matt, I feel like you're trying to say something here. No, you're just... I mean, I, I just... What I read about this the other day was that the entire purpose of this was basically a big advertisement for themselves, the company. Just huh. they want they they're trying to say, look what we can do. Now come pay us to do what you just said. Yeah, and it's gonna get easier. Like, there's do you think there's gonna be less internet enabled devices in the world? Nope. There's gonna be a lot more. I, I do just find it kind of funny that this is how the machines rise up against us. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're drones now, but mm-hmm. what happens when your DVR can fucking think? And we're giving it the ability to do that. <laughs> Hey Siri, what you know? What time does the Rangers play tonight? Hey, you know. Hey DVR, they're not playing tonight, Chris. No, I know, but what is that like Amazon thing or whatever? But you tell it like Alexa, do blah blah blah, and it does it. Those are internet-enabled devices, web-connected devices. Um, Yeah, it's bad news, and it's only going to get more complicated and more complex as more and more things become web-connected. You know, the more things they're able to do on their own without you having to tell it. That enables these people that have this ability. And I, as I understand it, it's a rudiment. Like if you're a hacker, this is like basic. You, you have a basic ability to, to throw these things together into a botnet and shut down any website you want. Well, here's the other problem that, that I see coming too is like we're not like we're being extremely lazy, uh, lazy because they talked about like uh, I work hard, camera. Joey. How no, no, not you. The like CT cameras that all had like circuit TV. Yeah, yeah, had all defaulted uh passwords and everything sure well at least uh, don't put a default make somebody actually take the time to set up a password and all that so you won't have uh, zombie cameras all over the place yeah but that becomes the problem again convenience versus security it's going to be way more of a bitch if your refrigerator you have to go in and put a password in every time you want to open it all the shit like it, it becomes a problem so and that's the issue they're not going to take the time to make sure that your dvr is safe from being part of a botnet army it's just not going to happen there's too many web connected things and it's not like that necessarily is going to stop anybody that wants to do it from being able to do it it's an extra step but i, I mean if they're if you're the type of person or type of group that wants to shut down xbot you'll fucking figure out how to do that or, or if you're trying to uh if you want everyone to put passwords on their fridges how many people are just gonna put password that's yeah, not, of course, that's right. Not gonna be that oh, that's God. not going to be that hard to break into. No, of course, right. You're oh, one, two, three, four, five. You're gonna have to, it's, yeah. Everything's going to be encrypted. Forget it. It's like it's too complicated to explain, but this is a... I don't know. Did this get a lot of coverage? I mean, Matt, you heard about it. Joey, did you know about this before we talked about it? Um, I did hear Twitter being knocked off, but it wasn't right. as big as it should have been. Well, right. People were like, oh, what the fuck? Netflix is down, but nobody really paid attention to what the situation was. It was literally the largest 
botnet attack in the history of the world. Yeah, I don't think the media really wants to tell everybody that, hey, it's this easy to do this, so uh, let's not let it be known. Yeah, or it's just too, you know, it's too complicated to explain it and whatever. It's just, you know, Trump did this or Hillary's email. You know, it's just the same shit over and over again. Bill Clinton maybe has a mistress. Like, yeah, but this is this is a problem. I mean, I, I don't think it's, Joe, I don't think it's a media conspiracy, really. It's just that the media doesn't consist of a bunch of Brian Krebs's. It consists of right. Roger Ailes, who would rather, who would rather try to get a, his agenda passed than get just get the truth out there yeah 100 percent. it's not again it's entertainment it's not news so the, for them to cover this requires somebody to go on tv and explain what a ddos is and explain a botnet and explain that you know your your fucking socks have a wi-fi connection and they can be used to you know shut things down it's and I, like did you ever watch the like on the show the newsroom like there's the one tech guy who would like try to get stories brilliant show I yeah, love it's, that it's show. like he tried the, the one tech guy who always tried to get his stories up but the majority of people in that newsroom have no idea what's going on. Yeah, of course. And you have to try to try to tell everyone's like that's just not going to happen. Yeah, and you know, put this together with some of the the Hillary Clinton emails and things where she's giving speech or the speeches and she's clearly saying, you know, our our the state department is like woefully behind on security and they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, think about yeah. they, think about how far ahead of the game these people are. They're trying to do this. They they are way fucking far ahead of us. So when you want to talk about cyber attacks and all this shit, it's like, man, we better put our foot on the gas and try to figure out how we're going to be able to combat this stuff. And then also force corporations to increase their security. But then it raises questions about the government interfering with the security models of different. Co- so a lot of questions here, but do is tr- do you truly believe that Donald Trump, if this is the conversation we're having, these are the two choices. Is Donald Trump the guy to handle this? No, no. I want Hillary in there who at least wanted her, her fucking own email server bad enough that she was willing to fuck around and make mistakes and all that. At least she wants to use technology. <laughs> you know, the only technology it seems that Trump uses is his fucking phone his, and he's on Twitter and that's it. It doesn't really seem like he's paying much attention. Not that Hillary's a goddamn genius, but it's just better. It's just a better person to have in there. You know, Trump's gonna, Trump might come out tonight with a special uh, edition of uh, Tweets. Knocking you about this technology. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he mentions me directly. Um, you know, none of this stuff even came up in the debates either. That's the other crazy thing. They waste a lot of time talking about the emails, about, you know, social policy, which of course is important, but I, I feel like the we already have a culture that 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 is moving in a certain direction. You don't need to constantly talk about that. This shit didn't come up. This isn't a question that anybody's asking. At about. no point was either candidate asked. What are their visions for the protection of this country? There was nothing. Not this. Not in terms of this. They talk about war and Syria. Yeah, but that's, about ISIS. But that's you know. But the average person doesn't know. Wouldn't know what the answer to that meant. So the candidates don't know, and the people don't know. So that's not what anyone in the debate wants to hear. No, of course, even though it matters. They they ask. Uh, do you think this should be rated TVMA for mature? Shut the. Oh, man, you still won't get over that. Well, because this is real. Yes. That is not. That's It's that simple. I'd rather the, the debates be rated TVMA. Yeah. I'd like them to start at 4 p.m. I'd like them to go to midnight. And let them curt. Let them fucking yell at each other. And let them just talk until they're blue in the face. Until they're sweating. And then she's pulling her pantsuit off. And Trump's sitting there in a wife beater. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no pun intended. And, you know, it's like they're, they're actually having a real conversation about things. Instead of this sanitized 
stupid corporate debate that has nothing to do with the actual reality of what's going on in the world. You know? DOD attack. Not good. DDoS attack. DDoS. Distributed denial of service attack. The Department of Defense is not attacking us, Joey. No, thank God. <laughs> when Trump gets it, when Hillary gets in there. Yeah, but what prevents the hacker from sending it their way, though? Well, nothing, but that's the point, right? I mean, if you can shut down, I mean, that's a laundry list of the biggest websites. Well, PayPal is fucking huge. Yeah, of course. Netflix, you know, Australia. Not to mention if you can knock it out and then have somebody else play around with a bunch of numbers, a ton of money just fucking moved. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, possibilities that could take place here, and it's something that should be addressed, and I don't think it's being addressed necessarily publicly. Certainly, it's not. Um, all right. You ready to move on here? Yes. More science. Yeah, this is, we're going to transition from bad robots to good robots. Nobel Prize nanomachines. Recently, three European chemists, Jean-Pierre Sauvage, Sir Fraser Stoddard, and Bernard Peringa, were awarded a Nobel Prize, about 877000 American dollars, for developing the world's smallest machines, synthetic molecules that mimic living cells' ability to regulate temperature and repair damage. This is the huge first step in creating smart materials like medical micro robots and self-healing materials able to repair themselves without human intervention. Uh, They've been able to construct molecular devices, including switches, motors, shuttles, and something resembling a car, all a thousand times smaller than the width of a human hair, which is, I don't even understand. It's so mind blowing. This invention is being likened to the motors of the early 1800s leading to trains washing machines fans food processors etc there's living forever well yeah i mean do here's the here's the scene okay well we'll god joe you want to say something about it sure no 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 okay well no in in theory it's a sorry but in theory if you could have the the cells regulate themselves you know there would be no aging and you could in theory live forever would be yes they would clean up they would just be in your body. They would clean up cancer cells. They would be able to detect, um, you know, danger. Yeah, they could just clean up plaque in your arteries and all that stuff. Yes, they're little microscopic little workers that can run around your body and keep you up to date, you know? Can they take a few of my fat cells away? Probably, sure. They probably You could nice. probably train it to eat that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They can eat fat and excrete love. <laughs> they'll, they'll program them to be... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that type of thing. This now this ties in. The reason why I want to talk about that, obviously, it's fucking incredible. And this is you can see this is the the future is right now. You can see it right here, where potentially you could have like skin suits made up of these tiny tiny micro, you know, robots that can reflect deflect heat or absorb whatever. You know, like you could see people being able to go out without a coat or if it's raining. My idea, this is, a good, this is an idea for Google. So if Google's listening to this, instead mm-hmm. of, I hate umbrellas. It's raining today in the city. I hate an umbrella, so I just get wet instead. But I'd like a bunch of micro robots to be around me in some kind of force field that um, will radiate heat and vaporize the, the raindrops before they hit me. So I'm just walking around in sort of like a steam cloud, but I'm never getting wet. It's a good idea, right? The amount of work that would take to build that wouldn't be worth it. Well, we got these little robots. They can figure it out. What are you talking about? <laughs> the amount of energy that would take. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing. You're right, but that's the interesting thing about the fact that they're able to create these tiny little motors. They can create their own energy. 
because they're spinning at such a rate. If you got enough of them to spin at enough rate and create enough, you know, heat energy or whatever, that's how you do it. They actually are self-propelled. Well, they're, that's not, the point. they're not perpetual motion devices. You still need, there's still the laws of physics that require conservation of energy and boiling water is just very energy intensive. Sorry to get nerdy here. Yeah, but we could, but I'm saying we can use the raindrops, bro. They can be hydro powered. And as they spin, they create vapor and you know, <laughs> no, it's not going to work. Anyway, that's my idea, but okay, but I'm being st- stupid, but the point is here is that Moore's law, Joey, it's the rate of technology doubles every 18 to 24 months, which they're saying might be slowing down now, but whatever, but this stuff, these, this nanotechnology being able to take existing technology and miniaturize it to the, to like a microscopic level, that's that going amazing. to keep the ability to keep, you know, doubling the rate of technology all the time. And that's extremely interesting shit. Future is going to be interesting in twenty years. Well, my it's the, again the future is right now. We're looking at it. We get, you know, again your microwave shut down Netflix. These <laughs> robots are going to be able to clean up your cancer cell. Like we we are seeing it happen right now, uh, and it's it's fascinating to watch. It also makes you question the fucking nature of reality in general. That we're able to manipulate it so much. Well, yes, we're going to be able to manipulate it, but we're also able to replicate it, and it seems like the nature of reality, the way that it operates is exactly how the technology that we're creating operates as well. They sort of go hand in hand the same way a brain kind of operates like a, a motherboard and sort of like computer chips. That's what they're doing with this stuff. We're just taking what is natural and synthesizing it into something that we can control. And it's really, I mean, it makes me think about, you know, the the theory that we are sort of living in a simulation or that, you know, we already created the technology, the, the, the artificial intelligence that has taken over the world and they're sort of just harvesting us for energy and this is a simulation, all this stuff. Like that, what is this shit? This is, this is matrix type shit where you're literally affecting the fabric of humanity on a molecular level. What if you create you know, I don't know what the word is, but trillions for lack of an understanding of bigger numbers, but you create trillions of little nanorobots that just blanket everything in the world and you're really just keeping track of everything. And what happens if those robots go haywire? Well, and that's the other question that comes up in this. And there was a a quote, but I don't specifically have the quote, but they were talking about, yeah, like what if these just like go wrong and devour the earth yes that, that like, would well, be a legitimate yeah, concern like, well, we're not really worried about i mean are all these little tiny robots gonna be connected to the internet mm. then, then, then you can have a uh, quadrillions bigger number than trillions. oh well, what a, what a <laughs> smart boy <laughs> or, or, yeah. or quintillions yeah <laughs> have all these robots for even bigger D, uh, ddos attacks yeah 100 so, percent. Right. i mean the, there is that debate of whether there's going to be move us closer to utopia or a dystopia and sure I like, right. I like to have an op- optimistic viewpoint on sci-fi, but yeah, well, that's the thing, right? If these nano robots are web connected, yeah, they become like a, a tiny little fucking army that can destroy everything. I also have had this thought before, and I maybe was high when I thought of it. Are you going to scam me with this? I don't know the the idea of utopia and a dystopia. A utopia is essentially a tyranny as well. If everything is perfect, there's going to be people that do not like perfection, and they're going to try to rebel against that. There is no. <laughs> True sense of utopia, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I said, move closer to utopia. I, yeah, I yeah. don't believe there is utopia. I don't like the idea of a heaven where everything's perfect. If, if there's no, you can't have true happiness without unhappiness. That's getting a little philosophical. We'll make America great again. We'll move closer to a golden <laughs> utopia 
where everyone's hair is perfect. Uh, all right. This is a quote from Mark Meowdnik. I don't know. Professor of, Materi- Professor of Materials and Society, which sounds like a fucking Hogwarts position at the University College of London. If you want infrastructure that looks after itself, and I think we do, I'm pretty sure we're going to be moving towards self-healing systems. We'll have plastic pipes that can repair themselves or a bridge that when it gets cracked has these machines that rebuild the bridge at a microscopic scale. It's just beginning. The potential is really immense. Can, Fascinating. Can we get those for the L train? Yeah, well, but that's, the th- but that's really the thing about that. Just a self-renewing infrastructure. Take away a lot of jobs. Ugh. You're so worried about jobs. Yep. We don't. We're moving. <laughs> Trump, bro. We're clearly moving towards a non-labor-based society. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we're moving towards a more um, emotion-based society. Dare I say, a more entertainment-based, a more um, human-based, as opposed to. That you are defined by the the labor that you put out, and if you don't put out a certain type of labor, um, or create a certain type of profit, you're kind of worthless to the society. I think we're moving away from that, and yeah, we're going to run out of jobs. Correct. That's a reality. So we have to start preparing for that reality as opposed to pretending that that's not happening, and we need to work backwards, and we need more coal miners. Like no, that's mental. That's just mental. I was watching a thing the other night on Vice, whatever Vice News. Which is great, by the way. Vice News Daily. It's like a half hour, 7.30 on HBO. It's excellent. I mean, it really just fills you in on what's going on. Great interviews. They really keep you up to date on, on a lot of stuff. It's a great half hour. I highly recommend it, other than the mandatory Samson podcast. But they were showing this company, Auto Trucking, that they're experimenting with um, self-driving trucks. They hmm. just delivered something, 120 miles, drove, drove itself. Yeah, that's where we're heading, buddy. What happens when the roads are nanorobots? We'll be able to melt snow and you'll lose the uh, plow drivers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tiny little t- dump trucks. <laughs> we'll just be going, to, <laughs> going up and down the run. That's the favorite imagery. Of, one of my favorite images I've ever had now. Our roads are so <laughs> cute. Ooh, I just want to squeeze them. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, th- th- we don't usually talk about stuff like this, but I think this was a, an interesting one. You got any final thoughts on this, guys? Yeah. I think because you said you did a little extra research. Do you have something like other applications or whatever? We kind of covered it. No, nah, it was you, you. You covered it very well. Oh, thank, okay. Well, I was just you know we were talking. We had a lot of good conversation. You got any I mean, thoughts there? Just on the idea of automation, like it's inevitable that we're going to lose countless jobs in the, in the yeah. next in the next 20, 30, 50 years. And it's just the, I'm curious to see how the economy adapts because we can either go in a great direction or a horrible direction and. I don't know. I honestly have no idea which way it's going to go right now. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, again, like we have a consumer economy, we have a consumption economy. And what happens when you get to a point where, you know, people have time to actually kick back, think about existence, and, and, and instead of, you know, labor being the thing that we value, what will be the thing that we value when you don't need to make money to survive? Because we're going to be in that position where but you could have these little nano whatever robots and artificial intelligence growing crops and, and figuring out the problems. We, we can put our energy towards other things. And what are those things going to be? That's the important aspect of why culture and humanity and all this stuff, art, 
science, all this stuff. That's why that's stuff that we should be focusing on as opposed to just put your head down nine to five, get the paycheck, buy a car, set, you know, have the kid. Yeah. It's, but that's have the kid, but teach it something. Don't just tell it, go, go, you better get a good job. No, what's your, whatever. Okay. We don't have to get it. Good, man. I mean, I, yeah, like it just, I, I don't believe we're going to do away with currency. It's just going to get into a really hairy issue of like whether you go with like universal income, but that's conversation for another day probably. Well, I mean, we don't necessarily do away with currency, but I think it's going to take different forms. I think what it, what, you know, what is the worth of a dollar? Is it gold? Is it uh, wheat? Is it water? Is it idea? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not being silly. I mean, I really yeah. mean that. Like, what is going to be the basis of our currency? And even if we don't get rid of it, even if it stays pretty much the same, is that going to be a day-to-day basis? What, you know, what are we spending it on? Are we really going to have to buy food or are the nano robots going to make sure that every year the crop comes in a hundred percent, everything's good. We don't need to put antibiotics into our meat because we can put them into the cows and we don't have to inject them with hormones. You know, it raises all these questions and, and, we have to be a society that's able to critically think like the pirate party's talking about, be informed and be able to, you know, regulate ourselves because there's plenty of people that have money and information and the, they control the means of technology. They're going to make the decisions for us. So if we're going to allow these corporations to do it, outsource our entire culture, fine. But I think there's a better way to do that. It's called, you know, being a well-rounded person that's able to critically think and, and make choices for yourself. And, and now I'm just picturing the little nanobots wearing overalls with pitchforks as farmers. Totally. Like, like the, American, the American Gothic. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I picture uh, one, of, one of those little, uh, those little yellow fuckers, uh, the, the, the movie. I can't think of what they're called. Uh, the Minions? Oh, the Minions, mean. yeah. That's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, that, that's a, an interesting one. So we're, you know, we'll stay on top of that. And congratulations to those three uh, gentlemen that, that worked on it. Cause it's, basically the start of life changing new thing yeah it's a completely different world now all right uh you want to do the 2016 update and then we'll get the f out of here we got some good videos on this one can you start off with the video that you got for me or that i haven't seen would it be i will but would it be okay with you if we do like the 538 stuff i got some polling okay, fine, i figure fine. we'll close with the videos we'll we'll close it up nice we'll put a little button on okay. it. it's more fun because we have a couple of videos at the end 538 now cast we're 12 Days away from election day. Also, my birthday is November 2nd. Good plug. Thank you. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you can Venmo me, uh, cash, whatever. Uh, 12 days from election day. It's November 8th. So now we're going with the nowcast. We're not even going with who's leading in general polls. If the election was held today, because it might as well be, we're pretty close. 85.9 to 14 Hillary Clinton's percentage chance of winning this thing. Oh, thank God. Stayed steady. That sounds right. I've made my peace with it. I think that's what we need to happen. And then again, we stay on Hillary Clinton. The reason why we go after Trump now and we really analyze what each of them is saying, you know, who they are as people, all that stuff is because this is the contest now when Hillary Clinton, and it's not like I have never been critical of Hillary, Hillary Clinton, but when she becomes president, she becomes the, the, the object of all of our critical assessments. That's the point. And if you vote for her, you have to take responsibility for it. If you don't, like I'm not going to vote for her, I don't have to be responsible for what she does, but I certainly am going to stay on top of what she's doing and we're going to be critical of it or praise her if she did the right thing and I can't take credit for that, but that's how we're going to go about it. Florida... 
has a 17.9% chance of being the tipping point state, meaning they'll push the person who wins over the 270 electoral vote threshold, which is required to become the president of the United States. Polls close at 7 p.m. Eastern time in Florida. We could have a new president by 7.01. Wow. November 8th. Wouldn't that be amazing if it was just like two minutes after everyone's done? Yeah, oh, that's in. Well, yeah, because we wouldn't have to wait around. We, you can, you know, so we'll see what happens. But if Florida is the tipping point state, that it could be an early night. Look for Hillary to get 49.3% of the popular vote and roughly 335 electoral votes. Trump will get about 43% of the popular vote, 202 electoral votes, as according to Nate Silver, who's basically always spot on. Um, there's a 19.3% chance of a Clinton landslide. All right. Generally, a landslide in modern terms is defined as a 10-point popular vote win and 400-plus electoral votes. In 2008, Obama took 52.9% of the vote, 365 electoral votes, which is a lot, mm -hmm. to McCain's 45.7 and 173. So that's pretty close in a modern in a modern sense of a landslide. Not officially because it wasn't a 10-point 400 electoral vote but it's pretty mm -hmm. pretty close and then in 2012 obama's numbers dipped a little bit 51.1 percent popular vote 332 electoral votes to mitt romney's 47.2 and 206 electoral votes so we'll keep our eye on that but hillary's looking to be in really good shape she'll get less popular vote than obama uh the you know in both elections but she'll probably get more electoral votes and then make history yep uh colin powell my favorite emailer endorsed Hillary Clinton on Tuesday. Isn't he a little bit late on that? Well, whatever. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But he's a fucking. He's a Republican. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he, I mean, he he endorsed Obama though. Yeah, he endorsed Obama, and he essentially said he can't. You know, he can't support Trump. So it's not shocking. It's just a choice for him to actually come out and, and yeah. you know, endorse her. Um, here's some interesting poll numbers, and then we're gonna get to the clips. But th this shit I found very interesting. Reuters Ipsos poll from last Friday, I believe, 1021, 50% of Republicans, 50% of Republicans, half won't accept Hillary Clinton as president. Half. What does that mean exactly? They will not accept her as the legitimate president of the United States. They will not go, yeah, okay, she's the president. It doesn't work like that. Well, it maybe does now in Trump's America. He really did make America great again. 70% believe, 70%. Believe she could only win by vote rigging or illegal voting. 70%? Yeah. That's bad. Seven out of 10 people don't think that minorities exist, that young people exist, that college educated white people exist, that women exist. They think the that only women way that this person can be elected is if you rigged it. And essentially you had dead people vote. And illegal immigrants vote. A lot That's of why people. I get frustrated when I read an email like we got earlier. That stop peddling that. Dead people aren't voting. Do you know how you'd have to rig the specific counties in certain states to to you know how many fucking dead people you'd have to wheel in to a goddamn poll? I I know they're not actually bringing the dead bodies, and I get how you do it, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. It's like uh, I was going to say, judging, uh, judging by the fact that elderly tend to go Republican, I'm not sure uh, the dead voting would help Hillary. <laughs> that's a good point yeah they just become more entrenched uh but yeah you, you okay so these are scary numbers it's idiocy 70 percent of democrats would accept trump president that number should be 100 like what are you gonna do you have to accept it yeah it happened 
less than 50% believe um, he could win by vote rigging illegal voting. All right, so these numbers are still high. It's stupid. It's kind of a fucking dumb country. 2016 American Values Survey, which is put on by the public. Uh, what, Jay? Not existent, but go ahead. Well, no, there existed. We don't operate under this. This is the thing. There is no such thing as an American value. There's rights that we have. There's a constitution that we have. But values are subjective. You can yes. have your own values. We, we can't define American values. We just know Hillary doesn't have them. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, Public Religion Research Institute did this survey, and there's some really interesting stuff in here. 61% say neither party reflects their opinions. How many? 61%. That's about right. Yeah, which means people are paying attention. <laughs> That's true. They don't. They're, they're not representing you. They're representing corporate interests and lobbyists and all that stuff. They're not representing the American people by and large. 43% say their vote will be counted accurately. Only 43%. That's dumb. Your vote's going to be counted. Apparently not. Might be counted twice. No. Uh, for only 43%. So that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting number. 35% now oh this this I love 35% of Democrats say that Obama is their favorite president ever <laughs> okay just hold on 21% say JFK 20% say Bill Clinton 15% say FDR on the other side on the Republican side Reagan 69% of Republicans say Reagan is their favorite president who saw that coming 12% say W and those were the only answers they got <laughs> which is banana so that literally means that republicans can't remember any other republican presidents reagan the patron saint of uh you know corporations and then the worst president we've ever had are the only two people they brought up they don't even remember herbert walker bush the polo opposites i'm just gonna throw out that i don't believe the uh, worst president we've ever had has been mentioned i believe that would be andrew johnson well, why don't you tell us why, why was he the worst? Because he fucked up this country with a po- reconstruction after the Civil War. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay. <laughs> just, just saying, just saying. Yeah, but he's nobody's favorite. Nobody mentioned him. But anyway, but isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. oh, 70% of you. Reagan is this, like, deity in the Republican Party, and it's so frustrating. The guy was really bad for this country, really bad for the economy, really bad for minority communities with the war on drugs and all this shit. Reagan was awful. Awful. He he jeopardized our security all the time. But he will live Iran on. Contra. Uh, yeah, he'll live on as a you know a fucking Mao figure, as goddamn Kim Jong Un. That, that's that's Reagan to the. That's why on a certain level, when when Trump comes out and he praises Putin and he's like, "Look, I mean, say what you want. Putin has control over that country." That's what they want on some level. The Republican Party is a fearful party. You're more likely to vote conservative. You're more fearful typically uh you respond to that they 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 revere putin to his as much as they hate him that's what reagan was where it's like look it's my way or the highway talk tough this is how we do it that's that's the problem and that and that that really i think speaks to over seven out of ten yeah it's bad it's truly a cult of personality at this point absolutely 51 percent of americans say culture and way of life have gotten worse since the 1950s 72 percent of trump voters agree 70 percent of clinton voters disagree meaning they think that things have gotten better uh yeah of course that is exactly where we split i i told i think i mentioned on the podcast or maybe we were talking before or after i started watching mad men which is set in the 60s you know the late Mm -hmm. 50s the 60s um it makes perfect sense to me why the average conservative or average Republican 
wants to go back. Well, we need to make America great again. And that's what they're talking about. They are talking about the 50s and 60s when everybody had a proper place. White people were dominant. There was like the clear order to things. And it's like you see it. You see it clearly in the show. Uh, and that's what they're talking about. That's why they think things have gotten worse because, well, now everybody's sharing bathrooms and fucking we got gay people getting married. Yeah, people are expressing themselves the way they actually want to express themselves. Uh, that's not a bad thing. Nowadays, you get in trouble for saying you'll grab a woman by the pussies. Yeah, which I think is unfair. You know what I mean? It seemed like a lot of fun back in the office. You slap some chick on the ass, you call her toots, you have a secretary, things just worked out the way, you know, it's like, all right, and that's I, what they want to go back to. Shut and, up. And and also, I'd just like to say that we, we look at nostalgia, you wear, you have like rose-tinted rose glasses. You, hmm. You're always looking at it, it's like, Oh, there was nothing bad in the 50s. What about Joseph McCarthy? You could say the wrong thing and be thrown in jail. For of course. It's Dude, like black people had different water fountains. I, I, I'm, we I'm, had water fountains. I, I'm trying to avoid even just the, the racial issue. I'm just saying no, in general, like like for the average white person who was doing well in life, there were still bad things that could happen. It's not, yeah, of course. It's utopia. Nobody told them cigarettes were bad. <laughs> um, God, it looks fun. I got to be honest. I'm Mad Men. Nothing looks more fun. Walking into an office, wearing a nice suit, everybody's hair, you know, Parted the right way. Parted correctly. They sit down with a little fucking scotch, pull a cigarette out, and they're like, all right, what's on the agenda today? If I could smoke in this studio, I'd be dead already. I got to be honest. I know my mom's listening. I I don't smoke anymore, but I'm just saying, if I did, yeah, be dead. if we were allowed to smoke indoors, oh my God, I would be a five-pack-a-day smoker just sitting in this studio. Think about how much better this show would be if every once in a while when I was making a point, I'd be like, fucking Trump. I'm not gonna tell you, man. Fucking, you know, I'd just be smoking the whole time. It'd be unbelievable. I, I think we just need to make America great by getting rid of the polio and smallpox pox vaccines. Uh, well, you know what? If weaklings get it, then that's really their burden. It's not my problem. I uh, think we should make America. My point is, I think we should start smoking in the office, and then we can have the nanobots fix up the uh, Dude, lungs. I, the the minute. <laughs> They tell me that I can shove some nanobots into my heart and it'll clean up my lungs and all that stuff. All I'm going to do is smoke. You're never going to see me not with a cigarette. I, <laughs> I don't even need a lighter because I'll start one and I will never stop smoking for the rest of my life. How many packs a day? 50. I mean, yeah, would I don't know. You, would, you make, would you take on another job just to get an extra pack a day? Irrelevant. <laughs> well, no, cigarettes will just be a thing that we can have all the time because we'll have the little robots creating them constantly. I'll just have a little dog robot that walks around with me and makes cigarettes for me. How perfect. We've flown off the handle. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do you want to get into these uh, these clips, Joe? Yes. Tell the people. I got a clip. Joey requested for me to get this clip. The Alfred E. Smith dinner. Al Smith, by the way, uh, headed up the Empire State Building Committee after his failed run uh, for the presidency, the nomination. Very influential guy in New York City. Um Born on the west side of Manhattan, I believe, or the Lower East Side. I don't remember exactly, but a real important guy in New York City. They, he does a Catholic charity event for needy New York City kids. He doesn't. He's dead. But mm -hmm. um, they do like a roast, essentially. Yeah. It it's, uh, took place last Friday. Yeah. Uh, virtually, it's a Catholic I'm sorry. It's a Catholic charity dinner event. Well, it's supposed to be bipartisan. You know, good cheer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, pisses year. me off also. I got to be honest. That it's like, don't get along with each other. Right now. Okay, you're supposed to disagree with each other. I, I don't like you. It's like mm -hmm. we can respect each other, I guess, but get the fuck out. But okay, so they're, they're all going to go there. They're going to pretend that they like each other for a little while. And the clip that I wanted Chris to play is Trump was all buddy-buddy, like doing a great job roasting. And all of a sudden, he gets to a subject. Boom, and, roasted. <laughs> and it's like he stopped, 
comedically delivering the lines to take personal jabs at Hillary, and I was shocked that more people didn't talk about it on the news. Okay, well, here we go. So this is the clip of Trump, followed by Hillary, who I think did a nice job. I watched it. Uh, Trump had some good lines in there, too, but right, but he takes it off. You know, he can't keep it correct you know what i mean he's got to go in his own direction and then and it's followed by hills this is like a minute and a half we'll just listen to it because you wanted to talk about it yes and then we're gonna close with a uh a donald trump clip from november 12 2008 we're gonna wrap up with that we're gonna give you our plugs and then we're just gonna end the show with that clip so but all right this is from the alfred e smith dinner the other night is so corrupt she got kicked off the Watergate Commission. How corrupt do you have to be to get kicked off the Watergate Commission? Pretty corrupt. Hillary believes that it's vital to deceive the people by having one public policy. <laughs> He's getting booed by the intelligentsia of the, you know, New York culture. And a totally different policy in private. That's okay. I don't know who they're angry at, Hillary. You are right. For example... <laughs> People are like, you! You fucking bitch! It's you! Here she is tonight in public. Man, there's a who's who behind him, man. Kissinger is there. That is Kissinger, yeah. Maria Bartiromo. <laughs> Yeah, Gail King, wow, there's a lot of people there. It's a big deal. Mayor, uh, Former mayor Michael Bloomberg, Ray Kelly, I see there, wow. Giuliani. There's a lot of people there. I don't see there. Giuliani there, but... He's there. Pretending not to hate Catholics. Hillary's pretending not to hate Catholics. Like, what are you doing? It's, you, could, you couldn't be artful about this joke? People look at the statue. That's what you were talking about. Yes. So yeah, he's just a dude. Uh, my my point of contention is that he did it on purpose to take an extra oh, yeah. jab. Yeah, of course. Well, obviously that's why people are booing. I'm sure they're like, "Can you fucking stop it? None of us are voting for you." Is essentially what they're saying. Like, stop. Well, it's just important to know when you actually want to take a jab. Like, you can't just throw keep throwing punches. Eventually, it usually look like a dick. Yeah. Well, everybody thinks he is a dick. These yeah. are people that know him. These are yes. wealthy people, powerful people in New York City. They don't like him. He's an asshole. This Hillary, she lands a nice jab here. I thought she did a good job. Liberty, and they see a proud the symbol. The Statue of Liberty, she's saying. Of our history as a nation of immigrants, a beacon of hope for people around the world. Donald looks at the Statue of Liberty and sees a four. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's a great joke. That's a good joke. Maybe a five if she loses the torch and tablet and changes her hair. <laughs> That's a good joke. Who wrote that? Of course, the liberals control Hollywood, so she had good joke writers. Uh, all right, and whatever. Now they, they shake hands, you know. Who yeah. cares? It's a good it's a good joke. The Statue of Liberty is like a four, though. Um, all right. Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to tell people where they can find us, all that stuff. We'll listen to the clip together. If we want to talk about it, that's fine. But it's a clip of Trump. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a clip from November 12, 2008 that was just released. Awesome. Um Listen, we love you guys. If you want to email us, it's mandatorysampson at gmail.com. You can go on soundcloud.com slash mandatorysampson. You can follow us on there. You can comment on the uh, the tracks like a lot of people, a lot of my Dragon Ball Z f- fans uh, commented, um, and we'll respond to that. You can go on iTunes. You can rate, subscribe, leave a comment. That really helps us. And uh, you can find me on all social platforms at Mansamp. 
Joey is at Joey from Jersey. Jersey is of course spelled with the Z. Uh, Matt, thank you for being here, buddy. I appreciate your input. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. This is Donald Trump from November 12th, 2008. Well, I think our history is far from being over. I'd like to answer that question in another 15 years from now. I think she's going to go down at a minimum as a great senator. I think she is a great wife to a president. Uh, and I think Bill Clinton was a great president. You know, you look at the country then. The economy was doing great. Look at what happened during the Clinton years. I mean, we had no war. The economy was doing great. Everybody was happy. A lot of people hated him because they were jealous as hell. You know, people get jealous and they hate you. People don't like him because they're jealous of him. But Bill Clinton was a great president. I mean, I hope we can be so lucky in terms of the economy and in terms of other aspects. I mean, we weren't in wars with two nations. I'm not blaming Afghanistan, by the way, is probably a place that we should be. Iraq, we shouldn't be, and we should have never been. You know, it's, Iraq is interesting because in Iraq, Saddam Hussein used to kill terrorists. He used to kill terrorists. Now Iraq is the breeding ground for terrorists. That's where everyone goes. You know, like some people go to Harvard. Some people go to the Wharton School of Finance. If you're a terrorist, you go to Iraq. So, you know, we, we just made some bad decisions. Uh, Bill Clinton was a great president. Hillary Clinton is a great woman and a good woman. <laughs> you said of Hillary Clinton that she was, quote, pretty badly abused during her presidential campaign. Why do you say that? I thought that they roughed her up pretty good. I, I think she's a wonderful woman. I think that she's a little bit misunderstood. You know, Hillary's a very smart woman, very tough woman. That's fine. But she's also a very nice person. And I know Hillary, and I know her husband very well. They're fine people. I thought, and you know, part of that is a rough political battle. I thought she was roughed up. I thought she, and I'm not knocking the other side. You know, you want to win a battle, so if it gets a little bit nasty, it is politics, and politics is a tough game. But I thought she was perhaps unnecessarily roughed up. She took some pretty hard hits. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah. yeah.